Trigger warning. The podcast you're about to listen to may contain sexual and violent acts committed against men, women, and children. If such acts offend you in any way, please do not listen any further. This podcast was made for an audience of 18 years and older and contains mature and explicit content. Also, this podcast may also contain a high level of profanity and explicit language. If such things offend you in any way, shape, or form, please do not listen to the podcast any further. This is your last trigger warning. If anything that I mentioned above offends you, please do not listen. Thank you. Warning. The cases that I talk about here are under the assumption that the individuals that are accused allegedly committed these crimes unless they have been convicted in court for the tri- for the crimes that they have been charged with. This is by no means me making any kind of accusations whatsoever. I am simply commenting on news articles and stories that have been shared with me through individuals who may or may not have experienced these said stories. This is not fact. This is purely my opinion. Unless they have been through court and they have been convicted. Please understand that moving forward. Thank you. Hey everybody. This is going to be episode 11. Titled Monster in a Shack. DCFS Failing. So... A couple of weeks ago, in I think late August or early September, a story broke out not too far long after Mitchell Robinson III's story broke out, and that's that little baby that overdosed three times on fentanyl and uh, eventually died out here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana area. Another story broke loose, and it involved DC. DCFS mishandling this job as well or this case I mean so Michael Haddon out of Zachary Louisiana was accused of sexually abusing at least three children in his care as a foster parent we hear these abuse stories and these horror stories from people that grow up, survivors that grow up and tell it. And it's scary to say the least that you would think our state agencies would be able to protect kids. I mean, their whole mission is to protect children. And yet they're constantly, seems like it's getting, they're just getting the L's handed to them, right? Just the losses. When an agency like that is around you are not allowed to make mistakes because those mistakes will either cost children their lives or they'll put them in abusive situations like the ones that they're accusing Michael Haddon of doing. Now I have to say accusing and allegedly and all these other type of words because everybody deserves a fair trial. I still believe in that. At the same time, we don't know yet. He's not convicted. So I do want to, you know, 
say that before we continue on, that he's presumed innocent until proven guilty. So I, that's all I can, you know, that's what I can say about that, right? But so far, from what I understand, from what the, the news broke out on the story, was that he was abusing a 14-year-old boy who was autistic many, many times. Sexually abusing a 14-year-old boy. Now, as to what he was doing, I don't know. Uh, there's also reports of another child being abused as well. Many times there was a 15, and then there's a 15-year-old boy who, you know, drank, got drunk, drinking alcohol, and was forced to do, uh, you know, forced to have oral sex with Haddon. Whether he, what I, I don't, you know what? That's just no. Nah. It's just sickening either way. I don't care if it was a boy or girl. It's just, it's fucking sickening to me. Um, and like I tell you, I get emotional on these stories because, and I end up using a lot of profanity and things of that sort of nature. And I'm sorry for all that. But at the same time, I'm not sorry because y'all need to wake up and realize that your little sunshine and rainbow world that y'all been living in ain't so much sunshine and rainbows outside of it, right? Your little bubble that you live in, it's not that great. I was talking to a lady last night about her son and, and everything like that and her story. And, um, you know, she pointed out a very obvious thing was that I did have a sheltered life. And I think I did. I, I really do compared to a lot of y'all stories that I, that I hear. Uh, and when I say y'all, I mean the victims that I know, I know the ones that are listening to me and I, I appreciate your support and I appreciate your encouragement. I really do. Uh, but she pointed out a very obvious thing was that I did lead, I did have a sheltered life. I was in a bubble because none of these things happened to me. I had some, you know, some, some abuse when I was a kid, but it was physical abuse and it was short lived. Nowhere near to the extent that, you know, Michael Haddon had given to these kids and there's no telling how many other kids he's abused either. Uh, he also liked to get these kids that was in his care to have sex with each other and watch them. You know what I mean? Just sick shit. Just, just, just sickening. I, I, I just, I don't get it, y'all. I really don't. I don't get how these grown men and women have this attraction to kids like this. Cause there's, there's women of predators as well out there. And I'm going to be covering stories on them as well. Now that their trials are over with, um, there's at least two of them out here. But anyway, I'm not, I'm rambling on. Let me get back on track. So Michael Haddon, right? Out in Zachary. It, his, his property was, it was off of, I think, Ports Plain, Hudson Road, and Highway 61 in Zachary, which is kind of a rural area uh, going up that far north. Uh, Zachary is kind of that, then I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's just north of, I want to say Baker. Yeah. Zachary's north of Baker and, uh, just south of, uh, Slaughter and Ethel, Louisiana. I mean, it's, you know, when you, when you live out here, you know, Zachary is kind of, is a connection to, to Baton Rouge and everything. Baton Rouge ain't that far off from Zachary, Louisiana, just to give y'all geographic perspective for y'all that don't live out here. 
when you see the pictures of the house, uh, this is what was weird too. I saw, you know, you, you, you look at the house at face value, you just think, oh man, this is a rundown fucking shack somewhere, like, like a rundown house that nobody should be living in. But this fucking monster had, uh, I mean, he had a trailer, a mobile home trailer. Then he had this dilapidated, beat up piece of shit looking house and he had him connected with like his own homemade renovations ain't no telling what the house looks like on the inside what kind of house of horrors this guy you know horrors this guy has or anything like that um i i i I don't know how the fuck did dcfs mishandle this though Just like how they mishandled Mitchell Robinson III's uh, case. You know, like, what is going on with these agencies? And apparently, I'm just scratching the surface. Because I got people that are that are listening to this show, listening to this podcast, and they're like, man, if you think that's something, you need to hear this case, and hear this case, and hear this case. And it just, my head starts spinning. I, 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 I damn near shut down because it's just like, holy shit. There's so much corruption going on. There's so much, you know, incompetence going on. Why? And why are we not pissed off enough? You know, if we can give a shit about, you know, which flavor of president we're going to have and, you know, which team we're going to root for and everything like that, why the fuck are we not caring more about what's going on when it comes to kids in our communities? I mean, I, y'all, I... I I just feel like I live in bizarre world. I, I don't know. I let me press on. I, I know I ramble, and I'm sorry that I ramble. So basically, from what his charges are, I think he was charged with third degree rape and molestation of a juvenile. He's being held on a. Uh, he's being held, I think, in EBR prison. I'm not mistaken. And his bond is like $325,000. I don't think he needs a bond at all. I don't think he needs to be back out in the public. If these charges are true and this is real, uh, fuck you, Michael Haddon. You need to go stay in jail and be a human pincushion for them convicts up in there. If If that's what you really are, you know. Like I said, people can be falsely accused. I get it. But, I mean, come on. Three kids? Three kids that we know of so far. You know, God put a brain between my ears for a reason. He gave me common sense for a reason. He gave me logic for a reason. I I don't know, y'all. The story was on my mind. And I've been wanting to do it. And I figured I'd go ahead and do it today and everything like that. This early morning hours before I go to work. This fucking monster that is probably now, you know, because the, the one that hurts the most, I think, is because uh, it is the is the autistic boy. You know, that's the one that hurts me the most. Um, being somebody that has a sister, my sister Gigi. She's my first sister that came into this world, my first little sister. She has autism. I got two nephews. I'm not going to mention their names because 
I, you know, I don't want any perverts knowing my, my nephew's names or anything like that. My sister's a grown woman now. But I got two nephews that are autistic as well. And they're my godchildren, you know, and I love them to death. I, and they're getting close to that age that this boy was, you know, being raped and everything. <sighs> you know, I, I, I don't even want to imagine what. I don't even want to imagine a situation with my nephews like that and in, in, in terms of thinking about what I would do, right? Because I, I, I don't. I, 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 there's so much shit I would do. I, it just boils my blood. And it just... Sorry, y'all. I know I'm not bringing the same passion I've been bringing the last couple episodes. I, I, I'm not, not. I don't mean to. I, I'm just at a loss for words with it. I mean, I, I just don't understand it. I don't get it. I really don't. What do we like? What the fuck do we got to do in order to get, uh, you know, these these agencies in place that to help protect these kids? Why is it taking other, you know, other nonprofits and other advocacy groups to actually do the job and, and force these people to do their damn job? Why did we have to? Why do we have to give them media pressure from the news teams to make them do their job? You know, why can't Marquita Walters actually give a fuck and make some damn noise? Like, who are you? Who are you protecting? Are you protecting your your career from the politicians? Because they're swimming the fucking waters right now in election time. They're looking to get your ass out of there anyway. So why don't you stand up and make some noise and, and let everybody know who's not giving you the funding you need, Miss Walters, so that we can sit there and vote their asses out. I, I know I didn't mean to be political with all this, but these politics do come into play in our lives as well. And I know for a lot of you guys that are around other parts of the world and, and the country and everything like that, this is going on in your cities too. This is going on in your areas. How rampant and how mismanaged it is all depends on how much you look. I I don't know, y'all. I, I don't I don't have the answers. I don't know I don't know what the answer is I just don't know what I do know is is that if all this is true that Michael Haddon molested and raped those kids and abused them all I can hope for is that when he walks through the gates of hell that the fires of hell are going to burn a lot brighter because he's another monster in this world. And I'm going to tell y'all, there's no shortage of them, apparently. I cannot give up. I cannot stop fighting. Because there are way too many of them and not enough of, of people like me to stand up. So I want to encourage any of you to do something. You know... 
anything. I don't, you don't have to do, start a podcast. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to quit your job and go work at a nonprofit or start a nonprofit and be a crusader, but shit, anything to support somebody, word of mouth, a share, a like on social media at the bare minimum, you know, go donate some time, you know, that you have. Instead of watching a fucking football game, go be go mentor some kids when you if you got that kind of time off, right? Football games are what, two or three hours? Two hours? Why don't you take two or three hours to go help somebody? I guarantee you they'll appreciate it more than, than the football player that don't know who the fuck you are. Look, I'm all look. I'm in I'm in I'm I'm close to Baton Rouge area. I I'm I love I love LSU and everything like that. I love the Saints down here in you know in Louisiana, but they don't give a shit about me. They're not going to appreciate me coming to every. I can go to every fucking game. I could sit there and cheer their names, be their biggest fan on social media, and 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 promote everything that they're doing. They'll never thank me. But you know who will. A kid that you saved from a possible from a life of torture. As they get older, they'll thank you in, in ten to twenty years. From a life of trauma and pain, those people will be more appreciative because they'll hear the stories of the ones that didn't get saved. They'll hear the stories of the ones that had the opportunity and the chance to save them and everything like that. But instead, they chose their favorite sport, or they chose you know video games, or they chose some other bullshit. You know, there is a million other things I I I would rather do with my time. I, 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 that sounds cold-hearted, but when you really listen to it, there are. I would. Do you think I really want to want to research rape cases and child molestation cases? Fuck no. Because they break my heart, and it 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 turns my stomach. But I don't fucking see nobody else doing it, and I don't see nobody else standing up to care. Or the people I do, it's not enough. You know, we all talk a good game. And we all talk about how we hate pedophiles and everything like that. Well, then stand up. Let your voice be heard. Help the victims. You know, don't don't let your hatred for the pedophiles stifle, you know, the voices of the victims, y'all. They're the ones that need it the most. Help them the most. Sorry there's a train in the background. I don't have a soundproof studio, so if you hear a train, I'm sorry. But anyway, y'all, look. I'm just trying to stir you to action. Any kind of way. I, I don't care how I do it. Just any kind of way to get you motivated enough to get up and do something. You can do it. You can help somebody. You can help somebody make, make somebody's life a whole lot better. You might save a child in the process. I'll do a thousand of these episodes if it saves at least one child, right? I'll go the hours without sleep. I'll go, you know, pouring my my time into reading books and doing research on these cases. If it means a child can be saved. If I can save at least one kid from a lifetime of pain pain 
trauma, drug abuse, you know, self-loathing and self-hatred and depression and suicidal thoughts, all these things these that these kids grow up with. You know, feelings of valid, you know, of, of trying to trying to seek validation because they didn't get any validation. The only validation they got was through some traumatic shit. My message to any of the victims that are listening, because I'm hoping that you stayed on to this point. God, I should have said this first, but I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, I know I'm not the most focused. But I want to tell the people, the victims that are listening that, you know, there are people that care about you. There are people that will love you. And there are people that want to help you. You know, I they got people in my life right now that I wish I could help them in a financial sense. And I can't, I don't have that strength. But I got the strength of love, right? I got the strength of compassion. as a friend that that's all I got but that's what I'll give you but sometimes that's all you need baby it's all you need as they say right sometimes love is all you really can give but I want y'all to know that there are people that care for you and that this number of people is growing constantly and consistently there are people that have never went through that trauma that, that, that just care about the right thing being done. You know, I, I just know pedophilia is evil. I just know it to be an evil thing. I fucking hate it. I hate it because I heard your stories too many times. And I feel powerless. I feel... Like, I just wish I could just soak up all y'all's pain and just, you know, make it go away for you. Because all my problems that I have in my life, whether it's right now or in the past, they're minuscule compared to what y'all went through. And when you get that perspective in your life, you try to put aside any petty arguments and bullshit you got going on in your own. I'm not going to go into detail what's going on in my life. But they all are minuscule compared to y'all's stories. And I just... I don't know. I, I love y'all. And I just want any of you victims to know that I care. I'm not here to chase clout. I'm not here to be famous for for pedophile stories, for God's sakes. <sighs> it, you know, it, I want my, obviously I want this podcast to be heard and reached out to a lot of people. It's It's a weird thing, right? I'm not here to get a bunch. I have a job. I don't need, you know, I have a job. I run a business with my wife. It's not like I need to be rich and famous. 
like whatever money I'm making with this podcast, I mean, I'm using it for it, right? Which right now I'll tell you all that I've only made about 54 cents so far on this podcast. So I'm, I'm letting you know it, it's growing. The other day it was like nine cents. And then, you know, show, slowly but surely, as they say, it is growing. But I want to tell you victims that I'm not here to, to chase clout. I'm not here to... uh be the next Joe Rogan or anything like that you know I, I just want to give y'all a voice that, that so many people has denied y'all that the justice system denied I mean fuck that Lady Justice herself denied to you like when I was talking to Miss Amanda Henry her father I mean her her dad, I, I, I'm i sorry, Amanda, I forgot how you, I know it was one or the other you said, Mateo had 53 victims. Five of them are now dead. As a, either a direct or indirect result of his, of his pedophilic actions. You know, and last night I had to I had to hear this mother crying about how that same man abused her son, and he ended up he ended up dying because of choices that he that he made because he was trying to cope with the trauma that he was dealing with. Had he had not went through that trauma. Those choices wouldn't even be, probably wouldn't be available to him. That's all I can say on that. That's not to be cold-hearted or, or anything like that. And I hope that the mother that is listening that you understand where I'm coming from when I say that. That's not to be cold-hearted. I'm just trying to be as gentle as I can, and I'm a blunt person. But I'm I'm saying it as as a way of that. You know, that young man didn't get a, didn't get a voice. He didn't get justice. You know, Amanda didn't get justice. 51 other people didn't get justice. And that's 53 people that we knew of. I'm wondering if these three kids, and I'll call them kids, they're 15, 14, 16 year old, whatever, how, whatever these, these teenagers, whoever they are, I'm hoping that the justice system will actually do right by these kids that they can't make any money off of. You know, this ain't like somebody with, with, with rich parents that has deep pockets and good connections. I'm hoping that these poor regular kids get some kind of justice. And I'm hoping that DCFS gets their fucking shit together and get their heads out their asses. Now, obviously, they're, they're, when I say that, I don't, I don't mean the bottom tier foot soldier, you know, the caseworker type people, because they're not responsible for what the administration does. I hold the leadership at DCFS responsible, because ultimately, it rises and falls on their shoulders. If they're successful, you best believe that fucking leadership's going to take all the credit for it. 
They're going to be the ones on the, you know, if, if DCFS was so fucking successful, Marquita Walters would be right on the fucking news talking about how great, how great her leadership is. Don't you ever fucking doubt that, y'all. It don't, it don't matter the person. It could be in any, any agency. They're going to take credit. That's what they do. So, what I'm telling them, get your heads out your asses. Stop making these mistakes. These mistakes are killing kids. And fucking do something. Make noise if they don't want to listen to you. I'll help you. As critical as I am of y'all, I'll put all that shit aside and help you if it, if it, if it helps give you the ability to help these kids. I'll scream the loudest too on top of it. I'll get other people to scream. I'll make them scream. Fuck it. But help them damn kids. Y'all, this is all I got to say on this on this subject, on this case, and about what's going on. Um, when I find out more about the case, I'll let you know. I'll do another part two of it, or I'll, I'll do another episode on it. But I know I kind of went a little bit everywhere this morning. I, I just... I just had this on my heart, and I hope that y'all can understand my passion, that you can understand where I'm coming from, and that I just, I care. I care about the victims. I care about bringing kids in this world, and I care about the kids that are in this world, because we got to give them a shot at a good life. So y'all, hug your kids, love on them. Protect them at all cost. And just keep your kids safe, even if they're not your own. Love y'all. Bye.